sports betting, and radio continue to be the long odds for broadcasters. iHeart opens up the stable once again for other radio stations with TuneIn. And Keith's got some good personnel moves to talk about. I'm Jackson Weaver, along with my co-host Keith Samuels, who resides in Southern California. And for Thursday, August 5th, this is Media Insultant. Well, welcome again to the most popular media-centric podcast in the country, Media Insultant. And twice a week, Keith and I review media happenings in a struggling field, frankly, that has lots of interesting things going on, lots of experimentation. And this week, one of those examples is kind of the confluence of radio and sports betting, which radio has been playing with for, I don't know, what do you think, Keith, the last 10 years they've been playing with how to do sports betting with radio as different states change their state regulations? Yeah, it's been about it's been about the last five years. You know, you had uh, DraftKings and FanDuel come out first. They kind of took it by storm. And and if you've listened to a sports radio station over the last half decade, you couldn't avoid a FanDuel or a DraftKings sponsorship. And then as other betting services come online and uh, and there's more states that allow either online betting or in person sports betting or both. Yeah, you're seeing a proliferation, particularly of the Vegas casino companies like MGM and like, in this case, this last week, Win uh, comes out and and WinBet is their online betting app and, and program. And now they've linked up a deal with uh, Cumulus. So yeah, it's it's not a week goes by where a broadcast company isn't selling their soul for their sports stations to, to do a uh, an online betting partnership. This is a bigger deal than I think it's being given credit for. Cumulus really is kind of giving away the store to get this deal done with WinApp. Can, can you give us some background on this and how this is going to work? What's it look like in terms of the Cumulus stations? Well, it, it's interesting, you know, in just reading, you know, reading the articles about it and, and the news releases and so forth, that Cumulus gave away the store. You're right. They threw in everything, including the kitchen sink, to close this deal, to be an exclusive partner with WinBet. And WinBet now gets Jim Rome, if you listen to Jim Rome, sports talk show, one of the highest rated sports talk yeah. shows in the country. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be endorsing WinBet. And it's going to, so he's going to be WinBet, WinBet all the time. They're going to do bunches. They do, they're doing studio naming rights sponsorships. So if, if you're a local guy out selling your studio sponsorship, you know, for your Cumulus station in whatever, Chicago or something, and oh, sorry, corporate just gave that away to win bet. So go sell something else, sell the call in line or sell the, you know, whatever, uh, you know, guest line, but you can't sell the sponsorship of the studio because we did that for you. Massive Westwood one. This is a real Westwood one radio sports network syndication deal. That's, that's what drove it is Westwood one and all their play by play sports. You're going to hear win bet wall to wall next year on, on the uh, final four March madness. You're going to hear it on college football this year. You're going to hear it in NFL. Uh, It's going to be all win bet all the time there. You know, my, my first takeaway Jackson was, would this have been a cheaper deal for win bet to just buy cumulus? Could they have just bought cumulus and, and you know and not have to worry about it and then secondly is is that this this is a perfect example of a big giant corporate deal where where they went in gathered up all the assets 
probably based you know with the Westwood One sales guys and just went in and took all the money off the table for WinBet. And how does that help me as a local manager in LA or even Muncie to say, okay, so how does this help me make my number? It isn't. It's a it's a perfect example of what iHeart started, what Odyssey's doing now with their uh, with moving Bob Phillips in to run network and national sales. It's about getting doing these big group advertising buys, eliminating the national rep firm that would normally be in there pitching something like this, like cats or whatever, and just scooping all the money off the table and not have to worry about uh, anybody getting a part of it. So. You know, it's it's driven by national, and the local guys just got to suck it up and run the spots. Well, and then there have been a couple of other uh, examples. One of my favorites in terms of this symbiotic relationship between casinos, gambling, and radio is Urban One. Urban One's a radio group that is now going to build a casino in Richmond, Virginia, the gambling capital, apparently, of the East Coast. And it's uh, called the uh, One Casino and Resort. And they're putting $100 million into what's going to be a total of about a $560 million project. So, you know, not only are they using their on-air talent, and I'm sure they use their on-air to say this is how you're going to promote this over the next 20 years is with all of our radio stations. Mm -hmm. And so they've got the promotional aspect of it tied up for decades literally to come. But they also are putting cash into it instead of investing in other radio stations or in air talent or what have you. So it's a, a bit of a long shot, and it'll be interesting to see how that develops. Gannett's doing something. What are they doing? They've got yeah, some Gannett kind of a signed up. Yeah, just you know, Gannett, the, the the big national newspaper chain and, and publishers of USA Today. If you remember USA Today, that used to be that paper you'd get for free at the Holiday Inn or at the uh, you know Courtyard by Marriott, uh, right next to the Wall Street Journal in the morning. The uh, Lockdown and the no business travel pretty much put USA Today, you know, almost borderline out of business. It is a, right. it is a, it's so much smaller than it used to be. In any case, Gannett signs a deal with a German company called Tipico, 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 T I P I C O, where they're doing the same thing. You know, it's a betting, it's a German based betting app. And they even revealed the revenue share portion of that particular deal where Gannett. Gannett gets a slight commission for anyone who goes on to Topeco and sets up an account and bets for the first time. So the first time betting process gets Gannett a little uh, spiff. So isn't that great? Yeah. Okay. That's going to. So there better be a gazillion of these spiffs for, for Gannett to make any money on it. But Gannett has the space in their newspapers. Gannett has uh, uh, space in USA Today to promote the heck out of this. So, you know, it's just like the cumulus deal. It's like we, we all got to line up with these guys, get some money, promote the heck out of it, and hopefully get a little rev share on, or pay for performance on this thing. And, you know, and off we go and hope it sticks. But don't forget, well, BetMGM did another did a previous deal with another broadcast company, and that fell apart. So you know, it's now they're on with somebody else. So this isn't a forever deal. It's different with, than what Radio One or Urban One is doing with their casino investments. They're buying in. They're funding yeah. these casinos. Yeah, that's, right. that's, an, that's right. That's a new business for Alfred Liggins is the casino business. They started in Washington D.C. They have they have a, a, a interest in in a in, in a D.C. area casino that's paid off really well for them. Then they go a little bit south to Richmond. This is brilliant. This isn't about radio. This is about freaking gambling and gambling receipts. And I think it's I think it's you know a good move for Lingens. I don't I don't question that it's a good move. I think the point is is that they are leveraging their radio promotional platform 
to be the winner in the competitive bidding. They were they cut yep. down to yep. three final bidders, and they were picked. And I believe the real reason is they can say we have stations all over the country. We have a network. We can promote this in a way that none of the other competitive applicants could do in the same way and at a much obviously much lower cost because they just do it. So, well. What's your bet? Is your bet that this is going to work with Win and with Cumulus? What What do you think? Well, it's all about the continued rollout of legalized sports betting uh, in more and more states and more and more markets. And if that continues at its current pace, it's a great partnership. Yeah, I mean, is. who wouldn't want to be a partner with uh, with the Win folks? And Win is owned by MGM now. I think you know they they ousted Steve Win and then they sold the this casino. So it's part of the one of those mega groups. It's a nice, it's a great partnership. You're going to, you're going to, Jim Rome's going to be doing a lot of remotes from the uh, Aria or the Win. You know, you'll see, uh, you'll see every Cumulus sports station sending guys down there yep. and being, and doing remotes from the sports book. Oh, I think you'll see a lot, a lot of, of, I think you'll see a lot of mainstream stations tied in too, pretty heavily. Yeah. Oh yeah. There'll be more than just sports for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to make this too big of a, of a pun, but iHeart has had a change of heart, Keith. I know, this is really a bad one. Uh, the iHeart stations now, uh, the streaming stations, are now going to be on the TuneIn platform. And as you know previously, iHeart streaming was pretty limited to their streams, their stations, some independent select stations and indie streamers. But now they've opened up all of the stations on TuneIn. And, and essentially, anybody on TuneIn... That wanted to be on TuneIn, all they had to do was was apply and hook up your URL, and the stream from any station that wanted to be on TuneIn could be on TuneIn. So now here comes iHeart, which had a really closed in a corral, if you will, of stations. Now opens it up. They probably have quadrupled the number of stations. Where's their play in this, in your opinion? Uh, aggregating more listeners to the streams and uh, and being able to sell it. Uh, a lot of the emphasis in what we've uh, learned about this deal is all about iHeart taking over ad sales responsibilities from, from the TuneIn folks. So TuneIn was a rival to iHeart and the app. So you go to if you want to stream your iHeart station, you go to, you download the iHeart Media app, and that's where that's your gateway. And they've got other services on there as well, just streaming channels and just like Apple Music. Um, so in this case, um, TuneIn is a rival. Okay. Much weaker rival, and certainly a much weaker rival from a revenue and sales standpoint, ad sales standpoint. So, but they still have all these stations and their streams and that audience. So, they kind of—I don't want to say they threw in the towel, but they kind of go, you know what? We're not—we're not growing. We're not doing as well as we should be. Why don't we hook up with iHeart? iHeart comes in and goes, we'd love to add the stuff from your streams because we're trying to beat up on Spotify and Sirius XM slash Pandora slash Stitcher and those guys. And that's the game they're playing. We need bulk. We need more audience. And and we're selling it programmatically. We'll sell it with our local sales staffs in the, in the major markets, wherever they are. So it, it's a big rep deal for iHeart. It's a save the company deal for TuneIn, and uh, and now it's just one big happy family from an advertising standpoint. I think they're going to exist side by side, right, um, for right. a while, you know, for a while. But uh, I, I think it makes a lot of sense for both of them. 
Yeah, I do too. I think TuneIn has struggled to kind of figure out where they are in the ecosystem, and uh, they've sold well, frankly. They've sold well in terms of programmatically, but for iHeart, it gives them a whole new depth in terms of very targeted audiences because, again, they have listeners on TuneIn all over the country, and if you're looking for a radio station or a stream that comes out of a, a market in the middle of Kentucky, the chances are it's on TuneIn, and it's easy for the programmatic people to reach that. Yeah, this is Our, great, great, great coverage. You know, speaking of people, Keith, I, I am going to turn this all over to you now, babe. This is time for personnel changes. What's going on? Never a dull moment in, uh, in, in media, and certainly in radio last week, uh, we saw a lot of stuff going on. One of the big moves was that at the end of last year, early this year, Cox kind of eliminated their local management team or their market manager position in Houston and put that responsibility on their Tampa market manager, a guy by the name of Keith Lawless. And Keith, one of his first moves was firing the head of sales for the Houston radio cluster in April. And now he's hired a new person named Stephanie Callahan, who's now the DOS for the Cox stations in Houston. Good for Stephanie. Congratulations, because Keith is a great manager and she's going to love working for him, even though he's across the Gulf over in Tampa most of the time. What's interesting is, is that she was a former intercom manager, now Odyssey manager, up in Austin. And she's, she's, she's kind of a, a, a Texas specialist. That's where she spent most of her career. But it's another example of somebody being dissatisfied with intercom, now Odyssey. She left. I don't know if she was fired or if she quit. She was you know, out of, uh, out of the business for a while. And now she gets back in with a great company, Cox, with a great manager, Keith Lawless. But what's interesting is she gets replaced as a market manager in Austin. Odyssey's hired a guy named Bob McKay out of Houston. And I met Bob when he was with Cox back in the, like, 01, 02. So, again, it's radio is the great recycler. We like finding people we've known for years and bring them back in and move them around and get them new jobs. And so it's interesting that you have an ex-Cox guy taking the intercom Odyssey job in Austin. You get an ex-Odyssey intercom gal getting a job at Cox in Houston. And around and around we go. No, it does feel like it does feel like chairs on the Titanic sometimes. You know, <laughs> it, it does. It's oh my god! It's like the lepers with the most fingers, yeah. as my friend Clancy Woods used to say. You know, they're still there. But the other interesting point I, I, I noticed last week, and they're even saying this in the press releases, and it has to do with Town Square. Town Square hires about ten to twelve new market managers every year. They call them market presidents, and you know, this is a smaller market group that does very well primarily because they have digital agencies and they sell digital services and you know website subscription services in their small markets and they support it with radio. But they named two market managers over the last few weeks, one for Waterloo, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, okay? Uh, and the other one for Texarkana. The guy in, the water, in Waterloo, his entire management career was in cable. And the okay. guy in Texarkana comes from television. So... The guys at, uh, at Town Square are boasting about the fact that they're attracting people from other mediums to come to work for them in radio and, you know, and do their model of how they sell. And what I think it is simply is that, they're, is that they're finding a lot of guys under a lot of pressure. The cable companies, Comcast, and all these other guys are just brutal to their people. They're burning and churning their people. And it's not any easier in television either. You know, everybody's got to perform, and TV is shrinking as well, particularly local TV, because nobody's watching local news anymore. They don't have the numbers. Right. So right. they've hired a couple of guys out of other medium, and 
I wonder how surprised they're going to be to see that, oh, wait, the expectations are just as high in radio. The pressure is just as strong. And, you know, are, are the people as good? Are your local sellers as good? You know, are, and, and what can you do in a market like Texarkana to, to have an impact? I, I don't know. I, th- I think they're up for, in for a rude awakening. This is not the life raft that they think it is. That they thought it was. Gig. Yeah, but and that's that's true. But I, I think also Town Square has a little bit of an advantage because they have done the best job in the business of developing that digital platform. So does that make it easier to get on trade? Does that make it easier to get on a buy? Does that make it easier to create budgets? And you know, the truth is, I think it does. And cable neither. And while cable has a digital effort, TV stations have a digital effort. Few have done as good a job, really, as Town Square has in integrating digital with the radio. That's my opinion. But what's interesting to me, my final point on this, Jackson, is, is if, if digital is so critical to, to their business model, and it is, it's 50%, 60%, going up more. They're a digital-first radio company. Right. Uh, they don't hi- they're, they're not hiring people from digital to run their local markets. Their True. digital stuff is really separate. That's 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 nationalized in a couple of different markets, particularly Charlotte. They've got a massive center there doing telemarketing and consulting and all that stuff. They're all, they're hiring media guys and gals for these markets, and so I think these are like let's go get guys in markets where they're just getting crushed, pressure, everything else. They're good guys. We give them the life raft to come in and keep the radio portion, the ad, radio ad sales portion of our business going. Oversee the local sales guys and their digital activities. And you know what? We'll just be a great place for them to work, um, and uh, uh, you know, probably for a lot less money than they were getting. And uh, but they'll be they'll have a job and they'll be happy. They'll be supported. But you know, it's interesting. They're not hiring digital people, and I'm tracking everybody they hire, and they're not. They haven't hired a single digital person to run a local market. Good observation. Well, you know, it's always interesting to see who fills what roles in media, particularly these days, you know? And the recycled talent is uh, something we've seen for some time now. Lots of experience and wisdom, uh, but our question remains always the same, Keith. It's where are the younger people? You know, where, where is the entry level for our business going forth? So we'll ponder that until next week, Keith, um, when I got an idea, let's do this again. Media Insultant every Tuesday and Thursday. Keith, how about a quick plug for our favorite new podcasting app, Overcast? Yes, Overcast is is our new favorite. Super easy to use. Download it from your uh, app store. Search for Media Insultant, and they'll have us there. They have us all cataloged perfectly. It's terrific. It's super easy to use. But you know what? Hey, you can still use your Apple iPhone and download it. You can use uh, Spotify, Google, Amazon, iHeart, Pocket Cast, Pocket, Podcast Addict, Deezer, Podcasted, all of them have got Media Insultant there. And if you want to see us, then go to YouTube and you can see our smiling faces. Yeah, and we'd love uh, any comments at jackson at intownmedia.com. Keith, until Tuesday, have yourself a good weekend, buddy. Thank you, Jackson, and I'll see you on the radio.